Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. Our special Sunday show is back. We've been gone for two or three weeks, uh, but we're back better than ever when we bring back our boy, Dave Lackford from lovely Louisville, Kentucky. Dave, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing good. That uh, that new intro music's kind of epic. Yeah, you like it. I see people seem to people seem to like it. That's another uh, M Deuce uh, joint. So uh, you, you think you can lay down some lyrics to that? Uh, nah, that sounds more like an old '90s uh, Houston kind of vibe, like above the law. It's old school. <laughs> I like it though. All right. Well, we'll send along the uh, regards to M Deuce, who you can find on all types of social media. Just look up M Deuce, our boy, my high school friend. Uh, one of the few minorities at my high school, Dave. I know that <laughs> hard for you to believe, right? Uh, can you can you say minorities in 2018? I don't know if that's going to pass the test, man. What you can't say that? I don't know, man. I'm, I just try not to talk anymore. I don't know why I'm even doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. You you do you do make a good point there. Well. Big shout, M. Deuce. Let's jump into the games. We're going to go, of course, through the top 25 like we do uh, every so often and run down each game and kind of give our thoughts and opinions. We might as well start at the top. The game of the week, the big daddy, Alabama, goes to LSU, wins 29 to nothing. A real a real stinker. I mean, LSU's offense never got going, and this didn't come as a huge surprise to me. I'm not sure what I picked on the podcast, I might have <laughs> – I might have picked uh, – no, I picked Alabama to cover. So not a big surprise. Uh, this was just a game that Alabama pretty much in control from start to finish. I mean, Gary Danielson did his best to try to make it seem like it was close, especially his suggestion that LSU should run out the clock when they had the ball in like their own five-yard line with like four minutes left. He's like, they need to just take this to halftime. It's like, well, they have to get a first down in order to do that, Gary. Um so anyway, Dave, what were your overall thoughts? It's just Alabama, the Golden State Warriors of uh, college football. Yeah, you know, I, I went and said it a while back that I think this team might be one of the all-time greats. And I heard you say that. And you were like, chill, chill, too early. But I heard you say that on the podcast last week with Rob. And I was like, yeah, now what do you, what do you see right now? It's finally coming around. But uh, it was it was Alabama close. That game was Alabama close. Um, no one's going to stop them. You know, the only thing that you have if you're another team is like, you know, you hope Tua's knee doesn't hold up. You know, I mean, what do you have that even certain the, the freshman cornerback was in there looking good? They got, they're just so, they're deep and they're young. They got talent at every tier. It's just, it's not fair anymore. Yeah. I thought uh, there is a possibility that there's something further going on with Tua's knee especially considering how much he's, you know, wincing and stuff when he goes down a certain type of way. And when he when he scored that touchdown, he kind of afterwards, you know, looked like he took a step and it, it hurt him a little bit. But I, I there were some people saying, oh, yeah, what if he's got a torn ACL? What's well, like, I don't I don't think he's taken off and running like that on a torn ACL. And I don't I don't I think they would have wouldn't have played him as much in some other games if that was the case. Hurts clearly out. You know, we saw him gingerly walking around. He didn't come in when Tua went out. Our boy Mac Jones, former podcast guest, friend of the show, came in looking like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, luckily for Alabama, he could. I I think Mac Jones could have played and they would have won. Is that a hot take? 
Um, yes, that yeah, yeah, that's a hot take. But they average seven point six yards a carry. You're telling me that? I guess that includes two his long run. But you're telling me they couldn't have just fed the ball to Damian Harris and Jacobs and you know Robinson, whoever else. Oh, yeah, but you know that if you can't throw, they stack the box, and then you're in trouble. And then those those uh, yards per carry decrease because you have too many hats. So yeah, I, but you still need- have to score. <laughs> like they they add twelve yards rushing, Dave. LSU did. No, I get that, but if you have a quarter, if if they're not moving the ball, they're starting their drives to shorter positions. It just changes the whole dynamic of the game. I mean, I, it's I don't think it's is it a hot take. Hot takes like just loud and wrong, right? So I guess it wouldn't be a hot take because, I mean, they they probably would win, but it would be a different game. It would be closer. Definitely, LSU has a shot to win with Mac Jones in there and with Tua at under center. It's an Alabama team like we've never seen before. Right. So here's the thing, though. You, you mentioned okay, the number one hope is that if Tua gets knocked out, but you know, say it's only going to take how long until Hertz is back. You know, he, he was in uniform, gimping around. Uh, my guess would be he's going to be back, especially by the college football playoff. He'll be ready to play again. So I guess you'd have to hope it. Even, but I'm telling you, even if they lose, which this is this is kind of something I wanted to talk about. Did you, did you notice during the lead up to the game, everyone's like, oh, they can lose and they'll still make the playoffs? Yeah. I was but- like, well, they did it last year, and then they won the national championship. So, of course, right. But I mean, where so where are we where are we at in society? If we're just ah, yeah, they can lose. Who cares? We're we're at the part where there's there's rules for Alabama, and then there's rules for everybody else. And you know, you got to get your head wrapped around that fact. I mean, that's what it is. Okay, so Alabama's out of the playoffs, right? So whoever wins is getting an asterisk next to their name, and they're gonna the networks are gonna lose money. Or will, yeah. they, or will they? I mean, do people want to tune in and watch Alabama at this point? Does Bama yes. move the needle? Right. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I don't have an issue with it. I just think it's – I just don't think you can – you know, I am getting more and more mad watching these shows and this going on and on about, you know, all these other teams passing the eye test and this, that, and a third. And then we just determined that well, – so if, what if Alabama lost 29 to nothing? Are they in for sure? I don't think so. No, no, that's 29. It's yeah, it depends on how you lose. Absolutely. That's legitimate. You know, if they lose 29, nothing, everybody's going to look at them and say, well, dang, that, that was fool's gold. Yeah. And, and obviously LSU not having Devin White hurt a little bit, but I don't think if they had Devin White the whole time, they would have won anyway. Uh, Patrick Queen came in and actually played pretty well for, for stretches. I don't know. He had nine tackles, uh, two tackles for loss. One quarterback hurry, that's pretty good considering he basically played the first half only. And then Devin White came in and had eight tackles. So their their linebackers played well. I, I don't necessarily think LSU's defense played that badly, but like you said, they just didn't move the ball at all. They're just, you know, Joe Burrow is who he is. They don't have a running back. If, I, if I'm these two, if I'm John Emery, your boy from uh, Louisiana, Rivals 100 running back, he could walk into – LSU and be the starting. He could start next week for LSU. <laughs> like, uh, I know that sounds outlandish, but I'm sorry. The you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Nick Brosett, they're they're nice. Bruce Brosett's a nice backup, but at this point, we know what he is. I think he's in year five. You know, there's a reason he never played behind Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis. So, well, I a, just, lot, a lot of guys wouldn't play 
<laughs> well, right, but I mean, he he barely got any carries behind those two, even when they were when you know not even not even spelling them a little bit. So I, I personally think LSU needs to go find a running back. Right. They need to they need to recruit a quarterback for crying out loud, too. This is ridiculous. No offense to Joe Burrow, recruit a quarterback. What, Dave? What were you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, do you know that they only had – what did they have? They had 13 first downs. They were 5 for 16 on third down conversion. So, uh, what what is Bama – what are we looking at with Alabama? Is it Joe Burrow? I mean, Joe Burrow has been pretty bad. I mean, he lo- did he single-handedly lose the Florida game? Do you put that on him, that interception there? <laughs> I mean I – mean- yeah, he didn't have a great game, but at the same time, he won the Auburn game. So He's the typical SEC quarterback, right? You have a good SEC defense, like okay, Georgia, right? Georgia has a good defense. Fromm's there. Fromm is there to you know pick up the third downs when they need them and not lose the game, not not turn the ball over, right? Same thing at Kentucky with Terry Wilson, and that used to be what Alabama had at quarterback, right? But um, now you. You just have Alabama and the SEC killing everybody, and it's just it is what it is. You know, if if who who what quarterback, okay, not named Trevor Lawrence, of course, could do anything with this Alabama defense in the country right now? Will Greer, maybe? Uh, who? Right. Well, even so, I I agree, but I think if you put if you replace even if you you go back to like Fromm, if you put Fromm in place of Burrow. LSU is going to get some points. LSU does have some pretty good wide receivers, um, and and I th- I personally think Alabama's secondary, you know, is one of the is one of the few like holes that you could possibly exploit. But the problem is they keep getting better every week. You mentioned they got <laughs> fr- you got Patrick Sertan who's a freshman. You got Savion Smith. They're missing uh, Diggs, who was their starter to start the year. He's out for the season, I think, after he like broke his foot. So. The, the, you're right. The biggest difference is Tua. You still have Alabama's always been dominant. This is a classic Alabama team, right? You got a really good running. You got multiple really good running backs. Uh, you've got some talented. You've got this is probably the most overall wide receiver talent they've had in a while. But still, I mean, you could compare Judy to Calvin Ridley or whoever. The difference is they got Waddle, <laughs> they got Rugs, Devontae Smith. I think was hurt and didn't even play. So did you see that one? The difference is Rugs had. Over the yeah, day. that guy's ridiculous too. You're right. I mean, who's the best slot receiver in the country right now? I mean, is it is it Waddle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's Waddle. And and but but that the point is they have someone to get in the ball in Tua. You know, these guys were here last year when Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, and they weren't putting up these type of numbers. So, I think that's the biggest difference. I do think it's you know just a matter of time before Alabama wins the championship. I'm kind of write about that in my column. But I don't care. I still want to watch. I mean, I'm not an Alabama fan by any means, but don't you want to see greatness? You know, like I watch the NBA. I still, even though I know the Warriors are going to win and I, I necessarily don't like rooting for the Warriors or, you know, I don't want them to win. I don't, I still watch them. It's still entertaining to me. So I, I don't know. I think there's been some, you know, people were getting a classic. Is Alabama ruining college football? It's like, okay. What a talk about a hot take. That that's a cold that's an ice cold take. Um you know, Jim Rum's hanging up on you if you call him with that one, Dave. Right. The rule changes are kind of killing college football to me more so than Alabama. Uh 
But I think people do want to watch Alabama for what you said. People want to witness greatness. It's amazing to see this team and what they do and how they just roll over people. And you want to see if another team can stand up and stand in the ring and and exchange punches. You know, they're like they're like Tyson in their in his prime. You know, the fight's over after the first you know minute of the round and everybody's going home. But I, I want to see how Clemson holds up. They've been improving week after week, and they're the number two team in the country, and they slaughtered Louisville. They put up 77 points. It was an absolute joke. Everybody in Louisville wants the whole coaching staff play. <laughs> okay. But right. We're going to talk about that game, Dave. You don't got to skip ahead and get Louisville in the conversation. No, I'm trying to get the Clemson because that's who – okay. Well, yeah, but we're going to talk about them. We get That's the next game we're talking about. Right. So you want to jump ahead then? Yeah, yeah, let's move but, on. Let's run. Well, let's wrap this up real quick. LSU's going to finish probably 10-2. and two. They should win out. That's a great season. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Burrow's coming back. Everyone's coming back. Get yourself a running back. I mean, most of the defense is back, too. I think they lose Greedy Williams, but they it's not like they don't have talent on the roster. So LSU's going to be back here 10-2. and two. They should not be – I think LSU should not make the playoff under any circumstances. That's what I was going to say. Are they out of contention right now because they lost to Bama? No, they lost to they lost to Florida by eight, and they didn't score. Let me ask you this: Do you think UCF could score zero points against Alabama? Yeah, I think anybody could score zero points against Alabama. <laughs> Just because because that was the talking point uh, on the on the pregame shows. Do you think Alabama would give up forty points to Temple? It's like, well, do you, do you think UCF would score zero yeah. against? Alabama? I bet they could score zero. Um, so so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that, LSU. You having a great season. I personally thought LSU was going to go seven and five. They're seven and two. They should win out yeah. ten and two. Yeah. Coach O not on the hot seat, and this is going to he's going to kill it in recruiting, uh, both in the twenty nineteen class and the twenty twenty class. They got help coming in on the O line with Cardell Thomas, who's a five star. Which for some reason people keep to, people continue to write like he's considering other schools. He's not. He's going on visits to have fun. I mean, did you? He went on a Twitter tirade last night, guaranteeing that he would never lose to Alabama in his four years at LSU. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Well, is he going to be Dabo Sweeney? Is that what's happening at LSU right now? Are we seeing the beginning of you know the great personality guy who is going to bring in quality assistant coaches, kill it in recruiting, and build a dynasty that's going to be running roughshod over? Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think they have a chance to be competitive in that West every year, but I, I would not put them on that level at this point. So, all right, let's move on. You clearly want to tell you're obsessed with Clemson. Uh, and, well, no, I'm sorry. They played Louisville. That's why I want to talk about it. They win 77 to 16. Our boy Trev didn't even have to do anything. He had like 50 yards passing. <laughs> yeah. Feaster was feasting out there. And uh, Etienne, Etienne, how do you say his name? I think it's ETN. ETN. Uh, yeah, those guys were just running through the sieve that is the Louisville defense, that rudderless ship that it is. Um, here's the thing with them. They keep getting better. They really didn't have kind of like an identity. You know, after Kelly Bryant transferred, they named – when they, because they named Lawrence the starter, they struggled, right? And then Lawrence gets knocked out. The whole Syracuse game, you're like, oh, these guys are vulnerable. They're not that good. They can't, There's no way they can stand up to Bama. But now over the last like three games, I think they've outscored their opponents something to the tune of 250 to like 30 or something like that. Like they're averaging like a 51 point margin of victory over the last three games. And they're putting like their third string in there. Dabo Suns catching touchdowns. They got offensive linemen scoring touchdowns. They're doing they're doing what 
these these JUCOs do when they're like, we got to get all these guys film, you know, like on the old last chance use where everybody plays. All these kids are getting NFL film, the third strings, you know, it's ridiculous. And they look just as good as um, they remind me of the FSU team from 2013 that was just stomping everybody. I mean, they scored 77 points. <laughs> and they they could have scored a. Do you think they could have scored a hundred? Didn't they have sixty three in the third if they, quarter? If they put the kept the starters in, absolutely. They didn't. Okay, first of all, Clemson has a lot of great talent. They're well coached, and, and all that. Louisville is really bad too. So I think the two the combination of the two says yes. I think they could have scored a hundred points. As good as Clemson is, and as bad as Louisville is, and that team's just giving up. They they quit. Like, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to be out there playing for a lame duck for free, risking life and limb, you know. So whatever. But yeah, they could have scored a hundred. Um, and it's just going to keep getting worse. Like Clemson's just going to keep beating people down. I, I want to see how South Carolina can hold up to them in their rivalry game. That's going to be one that I'm going to pay attention yeah. to because it may be one of the more bloodier games that, that that we've seen in the rivalry what do you think you watch south carolina how do they stand up to clemson in that game no i'm sorry it's a beat them down situation uh sorry south carolina i went into the year of high hopes south carolina was smart to schedule that that extra game um, <laughs> against akron that they lined up this week i think is probably going to be their tough clemson's toughest test they play at boston college aj Dillon can can really run the ball but still i think I think Clemson wins out, and then obviously the, whoever they have to play from the coastal. I don't know who. I never know which teams are in these divisions ever. They're like, oh, the coastal division's a mess, and it's like, well, who's in it? You know, Pitt, Duke, Virginia, Miami. Right. I mean, of course it's a mess. These, if as long as Miami stinks. They set up the conference so Florida State and Miami could play in the championship every year. Wasn't that the, 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 the thought process? And neither neither one of them uh, seems to hold up their end of the deal it, on that. To one. me, it seemed like when that happened, they put Virginia Tech and Miami on the same side. So they, they were supposed to balance out you know, Florida State, right? Because Clemson wasn't really as prominent back then as they are now. So when, when they right. made the move, it made sense. It's just since then, Miami's been trash and can't win the conference. They've never won the ACC. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> they, haven't won, they haven't even won their their side of the ACC. You know what I mean? Uh, Boston College is seven and two. Uh, Syracuse is seven and two. So the best record in the other division is Virginia at six and three, and they lost to Pitt the other night, right? Yeah, Pitt is such a schizophrenic team. That whole side of the ACC is schizophrenic. But well, I remember when Pitt Pitt played UCF this year. What happened, Dave? <laughs> Did they did they score zero points? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I believe the only touchdown Pitt had was on a punt return, and then you know UCF let him get one with the garbage time in wow. the fourth quarter. But uh, I, I said this with somebody early in the season that UCF would easily win that division. Don't you think the Coastal easily? Mm. Yes. They'd be undefeated. They would beat every team in that division. Who would they lose to? That's it. You know what? <laughs> Virginia Tech might get them. Um, Virginia Tech is four and four, and they gave up how many yards rushing to Georgia Tech? I mean, hey, Georgia Tech's been running the ball well this year. Georgia Tech might be a problem for UCF. They can they can control that clock and keep that up. Well, they, were off the play, they, were to, they were supposed to play last year, and the game got canceled because of the hurricane. Um. So uh, anyway, good, well, you back- should write that. That's something you should write. Will UCF go undefeated in the the coastal or the Atlantic? That's I, I always get that wrong. Everyone, the coastal. Yeah. 
And guess what? They had beat every team in the Atlantic except Clemson, too. So, I'm sorry. They'd be the second best team in the hey, ACC. Hey, I said they'd be- Syracuse will run now, man. Syracuse. You're, yeah, yeah, you're insane, Dave. Have you have you watched UCF play? You think Syracuse? Yeah, I watched them beat my beloved Temple Owls. Uh, what was that Thursday night? And it, did, did you see when did you see when Syracuse lost to Pitt forty four to thirty seven? Look, I think I would I would love to watch Syracuse UCF two high powered offenses. I mean, that might be a hundred to hundred and seven score. I don't even know multiples of seven. Like you'd reach, but it would be a ridiculous game. It would be super high octane, and it'd be fun. I'm just saying, Syracuse gave up uh, that many uh, 44 points to Pitt the week after UCF beat Pitt 45 to 14. I'm not here to play the transitive theory. All I'm saying is UCF is going to struggle when they have to play an ACC P5. If they had to play a P5 team every single week, with this team now, I'm not saying like in the future if they become P5 and they recruit at that level. I'm saying what they have now versus an ACC schedule, they don't go undefeated, no. Right, but if we look at the star, if we look at the elusive star rankings that you care so much about, UCF has more talent than Syracuse, yeah, even yeah, if we go by now. Hold on, hold on. Did I care so much about? I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> it's the parents that, and the kids, not me. But- All right, so – yeah, getting back to it, we, we'll, we'll continue to make the UCF comparison as we go through the top 25. We'll pepper, we'll pepper UCF in here as much as we can. Uh, uh, Clemson, uh, this is the test this weekend, 8 o'clock on ABC. It'll be a fun game to watch at Boston College. A.J. Dillon going to present a test, but I think Clemson wins out. And they, they you know, we're, we're destined, we're, we're lining up for that rematch. And guess what? If Trevor Lawrence makes it to the national championship game as a true freshman, you, you won't be able to tell me nothing, Dave. You are, we, no one can tell you anything right now as is, so. <laughs> That's true. You're right about anything, even if I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, and Louisville, is Bobby Petrino going to get fired, Dave? Last, real quick on them, because they are going to go 2-10, and 10, I think. Uh, I tried. How many times? You know, our, our good friend Blair listens to the podcast, hates when you talk about Louisville. I told – Blair was like, man, you guys just killed Juwan Pass. And I was like, look, it's nothing personal against Juwan Pass. It, to, to think that – the Louisville offense was going to get better without Lamar Jackson. Remember that talking point? Yes, Dave? I do. And uh, <laughs> how'd that turn out? Right. So Louisville has to play Syracuse. What a brutal schedule. What a brutal close. They they played Clemson this week, and then they go at Syracuse, which they'll lose by forty, maybe. Then they play home for NC State, which they'll lose by thirty, and then they are home for Kentucky, which they may not be able to score against Kentucky at all. Yeah, that puts two and ten with wins against Indiana State and Western Kentucky, which they won. They barely won. They won that game. And what's Western Kentucky? One in something. Yeah, they have won one game. Absolutely. Yeah, Western Kentucky is. Let's make. They're one and eight. Louisville beat them by three. So I think you have to fire Petrino. I'm sorry. I, I I'm not a hot seat dude. I'm not a. I'm not a, even though I put it in my column as kind of a joke, but I'm never going to call for someone to get fired from their job. But you've got a new, you've got a new AD. They have a new president too. Yeah, there it's a it's a new attitude. You know, they they cut Papa John, so a whole new brand. So I think Bobby's going. The only thing is he's got this buyout 
uh, Louisville kind of bit against itself in the contract negotiations and gave him no. Who's gonna hire him? Nobody was gonna hire him. It's so stupid. Yeah, but that's Jerch taking care of his boy, you know. And, um, right. You know, you couldn't say anything to people here in Louisville about Tom Jerch. You know, uh, that was that was off limits. He was sacred, you know. Now, you know, you're stuck with this coach you can't fire because of you know his cronyism. So, um, well, but they're pony up the gonna- money. They'll get the money. He's fired. Jeff Brown's going to be the coach next year. Okay, well, don't you can tell that to the Purdue fans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a wait and see approach. Uh, but it, that would be that would be brutal to Purdue because that's a very good fan base, uh, and they've been waiting for a long Purdue time. Fans, you're absolutely right about that. Just, I mean, I'm, what I'm hearing is, you know, that's the way it's going. What about Josh Heupel? <laughs> is Josh Heupel a target? Yeah, well, I wrote that, and the UCF fans got so mad at me at the beginning of the year when I said he's going to be a Power 5 coaching candidate after this year, and they're like, no, he's not. I'm like, so wait, you're mad that I said you have a good coach? Is that right? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get that straight. I, I, and we, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later on. Moving, So you, we both expect Petrina to get fired uh, just based on what you're hearing in Louisville, based on the perception. I think I saw some articles today from uh, – your boy uh, Mark Ennis, the resident Louisville Homer, uh, established media. He's actually a Florida said, fan. He grew up a Florida fan. Yeah, sure. He did. He is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a big Florida fan. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he he said they should fire him, and uh, you know he's the voice of the people. Talk so shows, I think the radio talk shows here in Louisville, all they talk about is firing. Petrino and bringing in Brom. It's, it's, I mean, I've never heard such a fever pitch from the media to fire somebody. It's like, this it's is, like Tennessee with Butch Jones. It's that. Well, but I, but because you have such the thing, difference is Tennessee never has a clear candidate for their job other than John Gruden for some reason, which <laughs> as I tri- remember, do you remember last year when I, when I would go on and on about how John Gruden is not a good coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What one in, but I told I told Rob Cassidy at the beginning of the year. I said, "Look, Oakland's over under is eight. I am willing to mortgage my house on the fact that they won't win eight games." And Rob was like, "Nah, I don't bet on the NFL." Yeah, right. <laughs> What's their record? Are they one and six, one and seven? Yeah, I think they just got beat thirty four to three by the Forty ers right? And so let me let me look here. Hold on, hold on. By a two by a quarterback that no one had ever heard of prior to that. Yeah, game. they're one and seven. They scored hundred. Yeah, so so they scored one hundred and forty-one points. I think that's no, that's third worst. Dang the Jags. Anyway, all right, we're getting off track. My bad. You're ADD. So moving on. Notre Dame beats Northwestern thirty-one to twenty-one. A game that was a little bit closer. Northwestern cut the game to three, and Notre Dame had a nice drive. Ian Book uh, out here. I, I like this narrative uh, coming into the game. We don't have to get into the dynamics of why it was like. Oh, maybe they'll maybe they'll use uh, Wimbush uh, because you know he's more he's a running threat. Well, guess what? Ian Book eleven carries, fifty-six yards, and a touchdown. Take that for data. They for three ninety nine. So here's my problem with Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame has what I call um, an enthusiasm deficit disorder. I'm not enthusiastic about them. Their games are always boring. Like there was a ten point win over Northwestern. They they their running game is is suspect. It took Book a minute to get started, but once he once he engaged and kicked in the gear, he, he was unstoppable. It's just you know, do you want to see Notre Dame in the playoffs? Um. 
I don't want to watch them play Alabama. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I just think that would be uh, necessarily a bloodbath. But I think any team that finishes four is going to be in that situation. I think Notre Dame has, has earned the right to be ranked where they are, though. I have nothing right. wrong. I, not- I totally agree. But now, like when I watch them, like man, I hope Notre Dame loses because <laughs> I'd rather have I'd rather have Oklahoma in there and Michigan for real. But we'll get into that later. But Notre Dame is a good team. They're solid. Um, they just don't move the needle. They don't blow my dress up, you know? Okay, so they, they play Florida State this weekend, which uh, that is definitely going to blow your dress up because that's going to be a uh, uh, a beating, I think. I would, I would set the line at Notre Dame minus 17 probably if I were doing that type of thing. Then the big test is Syracuse, the, your team that you think would easily handle UCF. Uh, <laughs> Fake news. I said it would be a shootout, 100 to 107. They come to South Bend, uh, two thirty game. I think that's going to be the one. Syracuse is probably going to be in the top fifteen. Syracuse might be ranked ahead of UCF by the time people hear this podcast. If, if people like Dave's ilk are uh, are doing the rankings, and then they finish at USC, which USC is not very good. I don't think that's going. And Notre Dame's not going to come into that game like you know sleeping or anything. That's going to be USC's essentially Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to matter. The where it gets sticky. If Notre Dame loses, does that knock them and Michigan out of the playoff? I mean, say say Notre Dame loses a game, right? Yeah. Finish eleven and one. They don't have a championship game. Michigan wins out, beats Ohio State, beats whatever failing team you put against them in the championship game. They're twelve and one. Who do you put in, Dave? What's Michigan's best win? Uh, take a side. Uh, you're gonna have to. Sorry, you're gonna have to Ohio State. Who? You just talk. You keep talking for a minute to, to yourself. But yeah, go ahead. Let's hear your rationale. Who would you put in? Well, I'd have to look at Michigan and see how they played against Ohio State. You know, did they dominate? Um, but they've been on a roll. They've been extremely dominant lately, blowing everybody out. They just shut out a good Penn State team. I mean, not a great Penn State team. They're ranked 14th in the country, though. It's 42-7. So didn't shut them out, but almost. They've been on a roll. They looked the part, you know, eye test, eye test. So, you know, you forgive that early season loss to a good Notre Dame team. So they're, they're straight. They're in as long as they went out for sure. So they're third right now, actually behind um, Clemson. Are they not? And then, so what do you think, Woody? Hey, Woody, you're going to have to edit that because I, I ran short. <laughs> well, no, we're not editing it. What I couldn't cowherd it that long. <laughs> well, people are going to hear this because I got no, ain't nobody got time for editing on a Sunday. Well, there's like a three-minute blank, <laughs> however long it was for you to go take a, a leak or whatever you just did. Anyway, so what I'm what well, not letting, Now you can talk. Now you've got stuff to talk about. Talk about your pen. <laughs> no, listen, but uh, Michigan, Michigan um, is in if they beat Ohio State. They're number three right now. Are they not? Well, yeah, but the, no, the, the issue is Michigan's only loss is to Notre Dame. So if they both finish to one loss, how do you put Michigan in over Notre Dame? Oh, dang. Well, then, then yeah, so, golly. 
I guess it's just how they finished, like how they looked going down a stretch. I mean, you start strong, and yeah, I know that you won the head-to-head matchup in the beginning of the year, but that doesn't mean that you're the same team that you were then now. Yeah, but what's the point of playing the games on the field then, Dave? Well, you did. You played a whole season worth of games, and at the end, you looked better as the as things went went on and progressed, and the other team didn't look as good. I don't know, man. I I I lo- I picked Michigan to make the playoff at the beginning of the year. I think Michigan should get in. I just think if Notre Dame loses, it's going to complicate everything. Yeah, but they'll do what they want to do at the end. Plus, Michigan's you know Michigan or Notre Dame, a one loss Notre Dame might get in at number four. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is why Michigan should join, a, or this is why Notre Dame should join a conference. Why? Why? With why? Solvo. Because they play such a tough schedule as is. Well, right, but well, that's TBD. I mean, let's look. Okay, Michigan was tough. Uh, they're non-conference. Well, they're all non-conference. But if we look at their non-power, their non-power five games: Ball State, uh, Navy, and is that it? Boy, yeah, you're right. There's a brutal schedule. Yeah, they got a brutal schedule, man. <laughs> Every year, too, and it's not even the fact that, like, okay, you can say Virginia Tech's not good, but when they scheduled them, they thought Virginia Tech was going to be good, right? Florida. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to hear that argument, Dave, because that's that's the UCF argument. So. Is it? I, I got to get up. I got to do my homework on this UCF situation. Let's not hear. Let's not hear that argument. I think if they were in the ACC, how many ACC games did they play? Wake, Virginia Tech, Pitt. Uh, Syracuse, Florida. They play five ACC games already. Just join the conference, play the rest of them. Let's or join the Big Ten and let's you know show Rutgers the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rutgers fans. <laughs> I'm just saying. What if what if Notre Dame and UCF join the ACC? You put UCF in the Coastal. You put uh, Notre Dame in the Atlantic, and let's do it. You kick out of the ACC though. You know, kick anybody out. Keep everybody in. Pa- mega conference. Nah. Anyway. Not happening. Not that's happening. The, that's the situation we're facing. So, moving on. Uh, Michigan destroys Penn State 42-7. to I got a phone call, Dave Lackford, on Friday afternoon from none other than Sean Patterson, the father of Shea Patterson. And I said, hey, he goes, hey, what? He goes, hey you know who this is? <laughs> Which is never good, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saved. And I was like, no, I don't. Uh, he's like, and then once I once he started to talk, then I knew it was him. And uh, he told me, Michigan is locked in. They're so ready to get revenge on Penn State, blah, blah, blah. Shea's going to dominate. They're so ready to take out McSorley. Uh and shut him up, and 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 guess what? He was right. I I texted, I texted a couple of friends and said, "Hey, I talked to the quarterback's dad, and and he said they're locked in." And they were like, "Oh, great analysis!" You know, <laughs> they really they mocked me. And then who got the last laugh? Dave? I definitely would have mocked you too, though, because as soon as how many times do you get those kind of calls from players' parents, and they're like, "You know what? Great week of practice," and you're just rolling your eyes. okay, cool, man. Practice was great, man. It's awesome. I'm an Allen Iverson fan, though, so don't talk to me about practice. <laughs> uh, listen, Shea is wheeling and dealing. He's not putting up huge numbers, mainly because of the offense. 11 of 17, 144, two touchdowns, 42 yards rushing, one touchdown. Workmanlike. These are kind of stats you used to see back in the day from these pro-style quarterbacks. These are Heisman stats in 1997, right? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, 
here we are in the spread offense of the NFL, you know. NFL is going to look down on Shay's numbers here. You got to step it up a little bit, brother. Six incompletions. You, yeah. you only get 17 passes in game. You better make them count, man. <laughs> well, they are going to – we're, we're setting up for – just an epic matchup against Ohio State uh, the final week of the season. What we've all been waiting for, people got jokes off about Harbaugh. Remember after week one, oh, the Patterson thing's a failure. Remember all those things? I do. Never tweet early in the season like that because the receipts, it always comes back to bite you. It's like tweeting in the first quarter of a game, you know, and I've fallen victim to this myself and I understand the pain behind it, but you have to wait. It it was his first start. (laughs) What are we talking about here? And there, and well, it was on the road at Notre Dame, which now it looks like okay. They, Michigan had the ball with a chance to tie the game at midfield in the fourth quarter on the last possession of the game, and they lost twenty-four to seventeen. Can't take that away from Notre Dame, but come on now, let's. We acted like okay, that was the worst loss ever, and then it was like Jim Harbaugh's nine and eleven in his line. You remember all yeah, those stats yeah. too? And their defense is their defense is killing things right now, right? And Shea doesn't have to do a lot. And he's also a dual threat guy. You know, he he's, he's ran for a touchdown. He he makes plays with his legs. So, you know, he had 144 yards passing, but he also had 42 on the ground and a touchdown too. Um, that defense is playing well. The line's blocking. Uh, Higdon is is a beast. You know, really good running back. I like him. He's a workhorse kind of guy, and you could throw Evans in there. You know, they're stacked. They shut totally shut down Penn State to the tune of uh, I think what what how many yards rushing they have? Like seventy. They had like two they have like two yards of carry. Uh McSorley totally got shut down. What's wrong with McSorley? I think he's a little banged up, personally. I think uh I think that's an issue and I just think that it's tough if you don't have, you know, the greatest running back of all times. Uh as people would say. Saquon, what about Miles Sanders? He got shut down yesterday, too. He's on my He's good. I guess. Look, look at this stretch. Okay, when you looked at the schedule before the season, you saw, oh, man, Michigan's got to play Wisconsin at Michigan State and then Penn State back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Well, how about they win those games? <laughs> Listen to this. They, I got to do the math in my head. Uh, they won those games, let's see, 63 plus 38. What's that, Dave, 101? Yeah. Yes, math. Right. 101 to 27. They beat those three mm. teams. That's incredible. If if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have said you're lying, Dave, even though I thought they'd win or they'd make it to the playoff. So uh, congratulations to Michigan. Penn State, I personally think – to think that the college football playoff, people rank them at 14. I'm sorry, Penn State. This is – you know, this was a rebuilding year – you got, you know, obviously McSorley came back. You you hope that save you, but you know this this is they may lose again. They may finish eight and four, which is a fine season. And even if they finish nine and three, that's a great season. But they're not the number fourteen team in the country. No, no, not at all. They're they're a top twenty five team though. I'd say they're like twenty third, something like that. They, they beat Wisconsin. Right. They'll be straight. But Wisconsin isn't having a great year either. They got Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Maryland left. Um, they should they they could win those three games and, and head to a nice little bowl game. But you're right, 14th in the country. I mean, it's just there's not a lot of dominant teams out there. Like who? We'll we'll see. We'll see once they drop. Um, I, I want to see where UCF is going to be, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk. We'll get, we'll get there. All right, moving on. Georgia beats Kentucky 34 to 17 in a game that was really. Never in doubt. Georgia got an early lead, and they, they did they fumble twice in the they, red zone on bad no, snap. No, one snap went over Fromm's head, 
And um, the other one was a bad exchange uh, to the running back. Um, but snap wasn't good on that either. But uh, And Kentucky's one touchdown, uh, one of Kentucky's touchdowns was a total fluke. I think the ball bounced off DeAndre Baker and the receiver caught it and ran it in. So it really should have been 34 to 10. Um, Terry Wilson is a guy who, like, he put together a good stat line, but it's just like third down plays, man. Uh, he doesn't want to get rid of the ball. He takes sacks. Um, he just doesn't want to be the guy to make a mistake, I think. Uh, he, the chains aren't off of him, so to speak, at this point. And it showed a lot in that game. Uh, Georgia did a good job stacking the box. They bottled up Beanie Snell, who, that you know, when that offense goes, it goes through him, goes through him. Um, Lynn uh, Bowden, he's a good player. Uh, he just They just don't give him the ball enough. You know, he only has six touches. Well, he's the guy who – you know, you go sometimes you and I go watch high school games and there's a really good player on a bad team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just stands out. And I'm not, I'm not saying Kentucky's a bad team, but Lynn Bowden's a guy that you would take and put on any team in the SEC and be like, he's a dude. Like he could play at Alabama right now. I I think I he just has that that sort of vibe to him. Uh Georgia, this was like a workmanlike effort. The the fact that you know, DeAndre Swift was just this was obviously the best game of his career. He was tearing it up. You texted me at one point. Elijah Holyfield goes over a hundred yards, and we saw a lot of Justin Fields uh, coming in to essentially be the Wildcat quarterback. Six carries for twenty six yards. I think they were going to let him pass once early in the game. I think he got did he get sacked or I guess maybe I don't know if they counted it as a sack, but because uh, I. <laughs> How about the internet? Did you did you listen to this I, game? I listened to it in the beginning, but then I went out with a couple of friends and watched it at the bar. Yeah. The this the announcing team, the CBS number two announcing team. We you know when they put Nestler and uh, and our Danielson on the on the Alabama game, and then they bring in Rick Neuheisel and Aaron Taylor, and I, I don't know who the play by play guy is. I mean, it's just atrocious. I'm sorry. I hate to be that guy to rip the announcers, but. <laughs> That you know, Fields gets sacked, and Newhouse goes, "Oh, I thought we were going to see his first passing attempt as a Georgia." Yeah, I did Bulldog. hear that. I did hear that part actually, and I thought to myself, "Shut up!" <laughs> right? He's like, he's already pl- he's thrown. He has two hundred yards passing yeah. and two touchdowns on the season. What are you talking about? Like, about the and then in the booth really- specifically, not the national audience, just those two. Oh, we were going to see. You know what I mean? Shut up. Yeah, well, but come on. And then there was another point where Aaron Taylor said he just out athleted him. Athleted. Yeah, and somebody tweeted a clip out and said, "What is out out athleted? We're making up words now." And, and just, do, I just say, just do a little research. You know, I've never been a Rick Neuheisel fan, <laughs> dating back to my right, childhood. Right. So uh, it's hard for me to. Uh, you you, you want to know when I turned on Rick Neuheisel? Let me know. It was the 1996 Cotton Bowl. The the city is Dallas, uh, Texas. <laughs> And it was Oregon against Colorado. This is when Colorado was was Colorado, right? When they were when they had legit. all the gangbangers on their team. And I think they were up thirty four to thirteen in the fourth quarter. You know, there's like four or five was that minutes the Ray left. Ruth team. I uh no, that was the Ray Carruth was later, I, I believe. Okay. Um, this is the team. I'm trying to remember who their quarterback Cordell was. Stewart, wasn't it? It might have. It might have been after Cordell. They might have still had. Uh, a good running back though. But anyway, bottom line is game was over. You know, I'm a child uh, living in the mountains of Oregon games over. Let's, let's run out the clock. It's fourth down <laughs> like five minutes left and Colorado runs a fake nice. punt. <laughs> New Heisel was just loving it. Uh, and then I remember famously once uh, he came to Oregon when he was a coach of Washington 
and there was a it was like a big recruiting weekend, and Oregon put a a thing up of Rick Neuheisel talking in like an interview, and then immediately cut to someone throwing up in a bucket, you know. <laughs> And they got they got a secondary violation for that one. So that was so worth it. That was so funny. Uh, but anyway, our boy Neuheisel, uh, come on, dude, do a little research. I'm sorry. I've been in the booth. I go on TV. It's not easy at all. That's why I don't like to rip the guys. But you can't make statements like that. So getting back to Georgia, they're rolling. The, the LSU game looking more like an aberration. You know, the, the reports of Jake Fromm's demise are greatly exaggerated. And we're, we're rolling now. We're headed. This weekend against Auburn is not going to be easy, but it's at home. I expect Georgia to win probably by double digits, especially if they get a big lead. I mean, Auburn has really struggled uh, playing from behind, even though they did come back to beat Texas A&M. Then they got the classic SEC game against UMass November 17th. And then they play Georgia Tech, which I do think Georgia Tech is going to be – you know, you're going to take some hits in that game, but then we're all signs point to the Alabama matchup. And then if you're Georgia, you control your destiny. You still make the playoff. If they lose to Alabama, I don't think they get in, but I still think they have a, a very good shot, at least headed into that game. And that's all you can ask for yeah, right there. pretty Dan? much. Um, good luck with beating Bama. But as far as this game went, um, the one thing that I noticed about them was that they were so dominant up front against a very good Kentucky defense. Um, Holyfield was really good. He had a lot of holes to run through. But the one thing I noticed that he did well was he would press the line of scrimmage and bounce it outside. Now, I'm not very well versed on Elijah Holyfield. I'm sure you are. But has he ever been an, a, like a jump cut, burst outside type runner? Well, uh, he's obviously – he loves contact, as you can tell by watching right. him a lot of times. I think that's something they've coached him up on. I think they're doing a good job. And I just always think back to when I had Elijah Holyfield ranked very high early in his recruitment. I think he was basically always top 100 type guy. Uh, and I remember – I think, you know, our main competition had him as a three-star for long stretches until he committed to Georgia, at which point he moved up in the rankings, which is, you know – uh, <laughs> Interesting. But uh, I remember being told he's too small. (laughs) They go, they think he's too small. I was like, okay, they think Elijah Holyfield, Evander Holyfield's son, who looks like, you know, an Adonis, uh, is too small. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Well, I don't know about that one. 200 pound running back in high school. He was like 5'10, 200 in high school. What are you talking about? It's quintessential size. Well, there was a, uh, you know, sometimes there are people doing the rankings in the state of Georgia who don't uh, live in the area. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right. (laughs) Just to say, I ranked Elijah Holyfield higher. I think he's going to have an NFL future as soon as next season, and I agree. Kentucky, you know, it sucks. You, you, you dream season, of course, kind of hits, hits the skids, but there's no reason they still can't finish strong. Uh, going to Tennessee, I'll be interested to see if there's a hangover, uh, especially because they, you know, they had those SEC title game hopes. So. But- I don't think there's because you know what it is. This is still their flagship season, and you've got a lot of seniors who came back for this season, and I think that they're they're going to focus, and I don't think you're going to see a hangover. Uh, does that mean they're going to come out and blow Tennessee out? Well. Um, I don't know, but UNC Charlotte sure did look tough against the Oval. So I think Kentucky's going to come through there and handle their business. Um, you know, rough, rough game 
but it's Georgia and Georgia is a great team and they are one of the top five teams and six teams in the country. They showed it. Um, Kentucky was a little banged up. They had uh, the two linebackers out there playing with big clubs. I think uh, Mark Stoops called them the Q-tip brothers because their hands look like Q-tips. Um, they couldn't tackle. You saw a lot of missed tackles in that game. And I think that definitely had some role in that. But there's no way Kentucky falls off because they're, they're playing for a, a really good bowl at this point. I mean, if they finish out the, – because they've only lost two games. I mean, they could finish out with 10 wins. Yeah, and I think they definitely go to the, you know, the whatever the, the uh, New Year's Six Bowl, which would be huge for them in recruiting and, and all, all other things. So a great job by Kentucky hanging around, giving Georgia a, a very tough game. All right, we got we to gotta get moving. We're only on number seven. <laughs> We've gone like 40 minutes. Oklahoma beats Texas Tech 51-46, to 46, a game which – Texas Tech lost their starting quarterback at halftime. Originally, the story was he got hit in the head with the football and got knocked <laughs> out, which I, I could not stop. I was sitting at my desk in my office just laughing at like because then there was like Marsha, there was like Marsha Brady <laughs> gifts and stuff. <laughs> it turned out, you know, he had a he had a collapsed lung early in the year, and it kind of flared up on him at halftime. He couldn't come back in the game. They still it didn't matter. They hung tough. They had a chance. Uh, did you, you said you were out and about, so you didn't see the end? No, I didn't. I didn't get to see the end. I saw the pick six. I saw some Texas Tech defense. Okay, so you saw what you thought. Yeah, so so Texas Tech had the ball. They scored, I believe, to make it forty-two to forty. Right. And they decide, hey, we got to go for two to tie the game. Now, at the time, I was thinking, I guess you have to go for two, but there was still a lot. There was still like eight or nine minutes left, so I was thinking, you know, there's going to be more touchdowns in this game, right? Right, right? Well, they go for two, and they throw essentially a pick two, I guess you call <laughs> it. It was intercepted in the end zone by Oklahoma, returned all the way the other way for two points, which made it incredibly 44 to 40 and then made it to where Texas Tech would then need a touchdown right uh but then they had to kick off to Oklahoma Oklahoma goes down to scores makes it 51 to 40 Texas Tech gets the ball back scores a late touchdown goes for two again and doesn't get it and then they don't get the onside kick Oklahoma dodged a bullet here I'm not gonna there's no bones about it. Texas Tech is better than their five and four record. They've really played some teams tough this year. I think if Bowman was healthy for every game, it might even be better. But I mean, I was told on Thursday that if you give up forty points to a team that's five and four, you're not very good, Dave. You were told. I'm sorry. What, you, you, what did you say? Are you distracted? What are you listening to? Are you talking yeah, to your kids I had to or something? Keep my dog from flipping out real quick. I said I was told that if you gave up 40 points to a team that was 5-4, and four, so on Thursday night I was told that you're not worthy of being ranked in the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I did see Oklahoma. Yeah, guess what? It's surviving advance, but I'm still concerned about Oklahoma and who they've beaten. As I said, show me who they've beaten. That's good. I just I, – I, I love the Oklahoma fan base – they do not have a win against a ranked team, not a team that's ranked currently. I, I, excuse me, yeah, I, I take yeah. that back. They, Iowa State is ranked currently. But guess what? If if Brock Purdy plays in that game, what happens? You tell me. Yeah, you tell me, as our boy Jalen would say. Uh, Oklahoma's going to get the benefit of the doubt. They still got to play Oklahoma State. They got to play Kansas, uh, and they got to play at West Virginia. 
If, if I were picking right now, I'm picking West Virginia to win the Big 12. What do you uh, think? Yeah, and I might go to that West Virginia game because they are my favorite team to watch, and we'll get to them later. Um, but, yeah, man, Oklahoma has played nobody. UCLA, Baylor, TCU. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. And they got they almost got beat by Texas Tech. <sighs> They'll beat Oklahoma State. They'll beat Kansas. West Virginia is going to be tough for them. Um that game's going to be insane. That's going to be a, a 60 to 70 type affair right there. Imagine if you had bet West Virginia to win the Big 12 at the beginning <laughs> What did the odds start out as, you know, off the top of your head? I think it was something like plus you 600. Go. You'd have at least so. $600. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're very much in the mix there. I, I just think, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, I just dubious of Oklahoma. There are teams I would put ahead of Oklahoma at this point, and I'll, I'll write about that in my column. Uh, Washington State squeaks out a win, 19 to. There is, in my opinion, there's not a difference between Washington State and Oklahoma. I'd love to see those two teams play, and I would honestly give the edge to Washington State because of their defense. Cal always plays them tough. I stayed up till 2 a.m. watching this game, and then I was so happy that I looked down at my phone and it was 1 a.m. because the time change happened. (laughs) I basically got free. I got free time to watch this game. Washington State scored, I think, with less than a minute left, uh, the game-winning touchdown, and then missed the extra point. Uh, it wasn't a good game for them, but, you know, guess what? A win's a win. They're number eight. They might be number six this week. Would you, would that no, shock you? because t- t- two teams above them lost. <laughs> so, no, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But um, they they really don't have a whole lot of quality wins either, but this is when you get in a situation where it's like, okay, so is every team suck? You know, I feel like the answer good. to that is yes. I feel like there's seven good teams in the country and everybody else is mediocre at this point, you know? Mediocre to um, suck. Let me let me clarify that. They beat Utah. Utah lost. We'll get we'll touch on that game briefly. Their quarterback got knocked out, though, and I think he's out for the year, which sucks. Tyler Huntley, former uh, friend of the show. They beat Oregon, which was a big win at the time. I think Oregon was 12 headed into that game. Of course, Oregon's not ranked. They beat Stanford. Stanford's now setting six and four. Yeah, so, or five and four, excuse me. So Stanford's not ranked. It's just kind of a, it's the, it's a terrible year in the Pac 12. Washington State has to go to Colorado next. Then they're home for Arizona and, and uh, they play Washington, I think at home, or I can't remember if that's like a neutral site thing or, or how they, how they do that these these days in the old Pac-12, but that's the game. I don't sleep on Arizona. Arizona's playing very very good as you as you found out yourself on Friday <laughs> night when they beat. So, uh, Washington State, despite everyone saying the Pac-12's playoff hopes are dead after Week One, guess what? Stop doing that. Uh, next up, Ohio State beats Nebraska thirty six thirty one in a game that Nebraska very much could have won. Uh, Adrian Martinez made a couple of mistakes, including one down at the goal line early what in the game that? where he just – I've never seen it. anything that stupid in my life. It was like a sprint out straight to the sideline, and he fires the ball at the guy standing on the on the sideline, and they, they get – I've never seen any, a brain fart that loud, man. So, that is a play from the old Oregon Chip Kelly days, right? They used to run that where – the 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 way it works is you're supposed to run past the line of scrimmage, right? So I think I remember like Jeremiah Masoli doing it. So you do it. It's essentially just an option, except instead of pitching it, you throw it out wide, where there's supposed to be nobody, where where the guy's supposed to be standing there, kind of all alone. But that is not what happened. He threw it like 
six yards backwards. Like, you know? like I got a bunch of guys uh, trailing me, right? I'm going to bring the defense closer to you and then peg you with the ball from like four yards away. He fired that thing like a, a 90 mile an hour fastball. And um, that, that, you know what? That decided the game, didn't it? Because didn't Ohio State score on that, on that possession or did they not? Uh, I don't think they – no, they didn't score, right, but I mean went down Nebraska – Again, so that – to me, that alleviates the right. mistake, right? Like if, if you turn the ball over and then your defense gets to stop and then after you receive the ball, you go right back down and score again with good field position, I feel like that kind of like alleviates the, the mistake. Now, did you kill some time on the clock? Sure, but you can't say that you didn't get that point. You did. You know what I mean? But I'm what I'm saying is Nebraska sh- should have scored and scored again. I mean, I, Martinez make, Martinez is very good. He makes some plays sometimes where it's like, dude, you just gotta you just gotta take a, your one yard gain instead of turning around and right. losing six. He's a true, you know. No, he's gonna do uh, that because he's used to playing against slower high school kids. He'll be fine. I like them. I think they're gonna be good. Two and seven right now. They they you know they're not gonna finish and go to a bowl, obviously. But I, I think they have a bright future, um, even though Nebraska fans hate me right now. I've been getting killed by Nebraska fans. Um, but I thought they played well. I Did I not warn you when we talked on Wednesday night? I said this was always going to happen. I predicted well, it's all. It's not my fault where a kid goes and I cover that kid's state. You know what I mean? I, I, why, why are you mad at me? What I do? <laughs> yes, I, I don't know why. But uh, – Ohio State has to go to Michigan State this weekend. Then they go to Maryland. I think they've got a tough road before they play Michigan. I don't think those two games are gimmies, especially if Maryland uh, can kind of get their situation right with their players. I think there was no chance Maryland was going to win this weekend. But by that game, that's that's shaping up as a huge game for them. They are five and four, and that might be, you know, that might, might be a uh, you know a bold determiner if they don't win this weekend. So. Um, all right, moving on. Well, hold on one second. One second. Are we over Ohio State? Like, are they there? Yeah. What if they beat State. Michigan and finish with only one loss? They're in, right? Well, yeah. Then if they beat Michigan, then they probably get in. Uh, you know, that's they lost that, that game to Purdue was a stinker, but at the same time, you know, their best wins. You know, once again, we over we overrate these games because T, we thought TCU was good two weeks into the season. TCU lost to Kansas. They stink. They were never good. Uh, and, and then, of course, they won that game against Penn State by one. Well, we just saw what Michigan did to Penn State. So that's that's kind of what they're getting credit for. But they control their own destiny. Win and you're in. I still think that's the case. Uh, Missouri goes down to Florida and just murders the Gators 38-17. to 17. I forgot this game was on. I didn't even – I hardly watched any of it. Cassidy told me he was, he was watching it, and he sent me some texts about Felipe Franks not being very good. Not Franks goes nine of twenty two, gets benched in favor of Kyle Trask. Oh who yeah, I remember to, that guy. Who, he was a two star. Who was referred? Yeah, who was referred to by a former rivals employee who doesn't work. He used to call him Kyle Trash all the time. <laughs> of course he did. Where did whoa, where did go out on a limb there? Um, uh, well, guess what? He doesn't work here anymore. So uh, it, it was a funny nickname. He was a two star when he committed. I think we made him a three star. You should. Right? I mean, isn't that the parameter? If you commit to a P five school, you're at least a five point five. I mean, at least right. I, mean, I, can, I can see. I can see not no, giving like a kid that commits to Purdue under that old regime three stars. But if you're gonna, no, you're right. No, he was a two star. Mm. 
point three two star at that. Not even a. 5. Yeah, I remember 5. reading the Florida message boards, and they're like, "What are we doing?" We <laughs> they were mad. Well, he went to, he went to uh, Manville too, uh, a big program. Yeah. But uh, Jason Howell at the time doing the rankings that year wasn't sold on him. Clearly, six foot six, two twelve. I probably would have given him. He would have been a five six under the Walmack, uh Texas era, which we're currently in. I'd give him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> just because you don't know how a guy's going to develop uh, at that position. But anyway, he might be the guy going forward. I still think they need to find a way to get uh, Emory Jones into the lineup more. I thought he looked good when he came in against Georgia. He did not – did he not play at all? I don't you see any – Emory Jones. That's like your guy. It. Well, but, I mean – you didn't think he looked good in the Georgia game when he threw that deep ball? They got the pass interference. He ran around a little no, bit. I didn't, like, I didn't get to see that. The only impression I still have of him is how terrible he was at the uh, was it the Army All American game. Like, oof. No, it was Under Armour. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, very that's bad. The last, that's the last impression I have of him. But hey, good for him, you know. Well, coach, coach him up. That's okay. what I would say. I remember there being an issue between Emory and Dion. With Emory convinced that Dion was throwing him under the bus because he was going to Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida State. Which I don't know. Would you put that past uh, Dion? I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, so the Gators, uh, fraudulently ranked ahead of UCF, will now not be ranked ahead of UCF anymore. It's six, four, and three in the SEC. They're still having a better season than expected. But come on, get out of here. Get out of here, Gators. <laughs> You lose, two, you lose two in a row. They can beat South Carolina. That's going to be a toss-up game. They'll beat Idaho. And then guess what? They get to cap off the season by beating your Seminoles. And uh, get, if they finish 8-4 and four in Dan Mullen's first year, that's that's my great. Friend. That might be opinion. the one game Florida State actually decides they want to go compete in. How did that Missouri come into right. the swamp and stomp you like that? Florida is number 11 is a joke. They're, they shouldn't even be in the top 25. Are you out of your mind? The only reason they're in there is because of a fluke win against LSU. Get get Like you said, get out of here, Gators. <laughs> they need their – not having a lot of their DBs uh, is definitely an issue, especially against uh, Drew Locke. Who, who, I was, uh, I was told next man so. up by a football guy. So that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> West Virginia beats Texas 42-41. Uh, Dana Holgerson, you know, guess what? Dana having the uh, cojones to uh, go for two and win the game on the road. Will Greer does the hook them down signal and gets a penalty, which kind of made things dicey at the end. And there was sort of some confusion. It looked like Texas had enough time to try to play for a field goal instead of they almost basically ran two Hail Marys, which um, – one thing that really stuck in my mind was they showed – okay, so they show Holgerson, who looks like Bill Murray's character from Kingpin. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Then they cut to Tom Herman, and he's like holding his headset, and his hand almost looked like it was shaking. And I was like, God, is he is he that nervous? And Holgerson's laughing, and I don't know if you saw the clip. Did you, uh, did you see the clip that was floating around? No, Twitter I didn't yesterday? see that. You're going to have to DM it to me. So Holgerson says to – well, you're doing a little lip reading here. Holgerson says to Will Greer, you want, you want to win the game? And and then he goes – and Greer must have said yes. You can't see what Greer says. And then Dana says, let's win the, uh, the effing game then. <laughs> and then they come out. I, I actually was watching and I had picked West Virginia to win. There was some weird sequence. It was like they threw it in once and scored, but it was like – a. Texas is called a last second timeout, but it was so loud they didn't hear the whistle type thing. 
So, so that happened. Then something else happened that led to, to West Virginia, I think taking a, like another timeout. And then I was like, after these two, I was like, they got to kick it now. Just go to overtime. And they came out and went for two again. Will Greer runs it in. I feel like Will Greer has been in college football forever. I remember driving him to see Charlotte when I was covering the state of North Carolina a long, long time ago when his little brothers were vine stars. Um, did you know his family's all yeah, super famous? That. Did you know yeah, that? They, you missed the segue to go from Florida to West Virginia. How far has Will Greer come? What a redemption story, right? He gets kicked off of uh, uh, Florida by Jim McElwain for, I guess, what, using creatine or something like that. So they, they give him the boot, right? And then that 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 was the end of Will uh, of McElwain right there because they went straight downhill once Will left. And now he gets out here to West Virginia – he takes uh, what's the what's the receiver's name? David Sills' job, right? And David Sills is great. I love him. That game was so much fun, and it's because Will Greer is just a gunslinger. He's out there. He's fun to watch, man. Um, and and Ellinger is really good too. I like him. I think he's going to be good. Hit a great game. Um, what, did you watch this game at all? I mean, it was that before. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mainly it was on. I didn't focus in until probably after halftime. Little Jordan Humphrey is is yeah, awesome. He's, he's I mean, a jump he's, ball he's king. A great what about Trey Watson? Like, what's up with Cal? Cal's like players leave Cal and go somewhere else, and they're better. You know, like he's better at Texas, and and you know Demetrius Robinson is yet to be seen. But Cal, Cal, you gotta keep your guys, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that was a tough that was a tough loss for them. But this is this was West Virginia proving that this is not like a fluke season. Everybody always I can't remember who we had on the podcast early in the year that was like, oh, West Virginia always blows a game, you know, later in the down the road. They do not do that this time. They win forty two well, to forty one. This is the one that they're up for, you know. When they go on the road and play a tough team, they generally don't do well. Them losing the North Carolina State game to the hurricane, right. you know, getting canceled. I, if they had that win on their resume right now, I think they'd be ranked much higher. I think I think they'll definitely jump UCF. Here's, no here's the question. Can <laughs> they beat UCF? <laughs> That'd be a great game. I would love to watch that game. You want to yeah. talk about 100 points. Uh, they play TCU next. They'll win that game. Oklahoma State on the road is a tough one, especially when you're looking that's ahead a, to Oklahoma. But right there. I think so. The way the the way the Big Twelve works is the the two best teams have to play each other uh, again, right? That's how they're champions. They don't have a division. team twice, as a football guy was once told me. So here's the thing: if if West Virginia beats Oklahoma and Texas wins out, they have to play Texas again, oh, right? Is that I how hope it works? so. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see the rematch of this. Either way, we're going to get probably West Virginia, Texas, or Oklahoma, Texas again in the big 12 championship game. So that's going to be a fun uh, early December time. Uh, so uh, guess what? I, I like West Virginia. I picked them to win the conference and I'm sticking with that. Let's jump back in time to Thursday night. Your UCF Knights, it went 52 to 40 ugly performance. Their defense was terrible. Uh, of course, Temple had one of the best defenses in the country. UCF put 52 on them. We saw them shut down Cincinnati the week one before. One of the best defenses in the, in the G5. That- G5. <laughs> you said country. Right. You, no, you tell me. We, we, we're going well, by stats, we're aren't we're we? We're going by G5. <laughs> I watched Temple go, go beat uh, – I watched Temple go beat Maryland 35-14 to 14 yeah, on the road. Powerhouse. So. <laughs> Maryland. 
Okay, well, I'm just saying, Dave, you got to pick, you got to, you know, to pick a new slant. That's what I say. As jo- as your boy Joel Embiid, find a new slant. Uh, would say this is a big win for UCF. Mackenzie Milton is banged up, and he he continued. He looked definitely looked apprehensive to run. I'm curious as to how serious his injury is. I do think UCF is beatable. Did did Houston end up winning? I guess we were going to get to that game last night uh, because Houston was in trouble against SMU, and I forgot yeah. to see what happened. Well, I don't know. We'll get on to that. No, they'll stay on UCF real quick, all right? Because I don't want to be talking about UCF throughout the rest of the podcast. <laughs> That's the gimmick. That's okay, our shtick right. this year. I do think that I do think well, that's what I'm saying. We've already talked about it enough. We don't got to harp on them. I do think UCF is beatable. Uh, I it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be by USF as USF just got smacked by Tulane, uh, baby. Tulane. Green wave. What's the final score on that? Yeah. Uh, boy, I can't. It was a it was a beat them down situation. Let me so, let me attack his defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they lost forty one to fifteen. Uh, against our boy Willie Fritz, previous podcast guest. Man, does um, Tulane have guys? Like, what's up with that? I mean, they got guys, but they're, they're not Forte back or something? I could tell you that Tulane was heavily invested in by myself and Rob Cassidy at uh, over five and a half, and they're at four and five. So <laughs> let's, let's go Tulane, get two more wins. <laughs> um, so... Uh, that was a that was a nice win anyway going back going back for Tulane but UCF is beatable I think it's going to come down to that Houston game in the last game of the year Navy's going to be tough this week it's at noon but Navy's hey, not on. as Navy good as they normally are forty two nothing by the Cincinnati Bearcats so Navy is nothing right. you you know how it is so you never know a noon game against that triple option you never know what could happen I do think UCF matches up better against a team that runs the ball a lot like that as opposed to a team. That that spreads it out. So uh, you like Cincinnati? That'll be a, that'll be a fun game uh, next uh, two weeks from now, and then of course the war on I four, as we call it, uh, to finish the year. So UCF should probably. I think they're going to move up one. I've got them at a at eleven. Uh, I think was what I texted you yesterday, based on the results of the previous days. You think that's a fair ranking? You think they Put should them be at higher? number four. I want to see them take on Bama. Give them Bama. Let's see. Let's see if they can put up zero. <laughs> I have okay. The new coaches poll is out. UCF dropped two spots. Yeah, to man, you, hey, you can't be giving up forty points to Temple. You let Anthony Russo and Anthony's how we say Anthony in Philly four hundred forty four yards for Anthony. Hey, Dave. Kentucky stayed the same. They did not drop a they spot. They lost to the vaunted Georgia Bulldogs. Of course not. Georgia also did not move well, up despite so, winning. Somebody's, um, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. Because who moved up? Um, Michigan, moved, Michigan up spot, moved up right? a spot. LSU dropped six spots from four to uh So how did Georgia ten. not move up then? <laughs> uh, because Michigan, Michigan jumped moved up from – I thought Michigan uh, was fifth. Yeah. Uh, Michigan was oh, fifth yeah, before, So they should go to four. Right? Notre Dame goes to three. And then – no, no. It went. Here's what it was last week in the coaches' poll: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia. Okay. I, I think. Uh, anyway, it has a dash next to their name. I'm just going by the dashes. So, uh, <laughs> so sorry. But you know how the coaches' poll works? Do you know? You know the coaches don't no, actually both. vote, right? Like the oh, SID. Well, that makes sense because he's probably out like yeah, watching it's... games and stuff. He he's not like 
focusing all of his time on. If you think if you think a coach after coaching a game is like, let me fill out. Have you ever fill out a ballot? It's so stupid. It's it's exhausting to do. You're just like, fine, whatever. Just throw them in there. That's why I'm always joking about how they're so inconsistent. Um, but if we go to the college football playoff rankings, last week UCF was 12. Uh, teams ahead of them that lost were uh, – come on. You know what? These, 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 these polls are messed up. I have to go back a week. ESPN, come on. Fix your, fix your website. Yeah, it's been really uh, junky today, man. I, it's getting on my nerves. Did I say junkie? What did I yeah, say? Well, I meant to say janky, but something else came out. <laughs> okay, so if we go to uh, – I can't get these things to work, man. Come on, man. Come on. You're looking for I'm a top 25 to, schedule, brother? No, I'm going to have to go to uh, college football rankings. Um, let's see. Playoff. I'm trying to figure out who lost ahead of UCF. It was three – LSU was, lost, uh, right? And Kentucky lost. They were both ranked above UCF. I think that's it. Yes. Penn State yeah. was 14, right? So, so they I'm were saying. behind. Yeah. So that's all. You're good. You have two teams lost. Okay. So, right. So two. So I'm saying, so UCF was number 12. Florida ahead of them lost. Uh, Kentucky was, was – uh, Nine. So, so three teams ahead of UCF lost, and UCF was twelve. But I'm saying they're not even going to be in the top ten. I think they move up one spot to eleven. Do you think they stay the same? Or I think they could drop because people decided that they sucked based on winning the game. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. What do you think? You, Dave. You tell me. Do they stay the same? Do they move up? Or they have they drop? to at least stay the same or move up. You can't drop them. Okay, I so mean, let's, I mean, no, you no, no, make no. A bet? I, I know they will, <laughs> but that's not that's not logical, you know. Right, that's 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 you know a small issue I have. But uh, moving on, Utah loses to Arizona State, thirty-eight to twenty. We mentioned Tyler Huntley got knocked out of that game. Herm's got him rolling. They're five, Arizona State's five and four. I think they can make a bowl game. The bottom line is they're tough to play every week. Uh, Eno Benjamin, uh, who is a great guy, someone I hung out with a lot. Good. Good player, better person, uh, <laughs> as people like to say. Oh, and Nikhil Harry. Harry. Nikhil yeah. Harry is a – Yeah, he sure long- is. He's a top 10 pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had nine catches, 161, and three touchdowns. Hey, what do we think uh, Nikhil Harry was ranked? Probably a Dave, three-star. Do you remember? <laughs> nah, he was a five-star in the rivals rankings. You might have to check other places, though. Uh to see where they ranked him. But uh, Mike Farrell saw him as, a, I believe, an underclassman at our camp. And like, nah, that's it. He's a five-star. Farrell was on him early and often. He finished uh, on another website, number 117. Mm. Wow. Mm. Jeez. Ooh, that's a little low. Uh, behind the likes of, jeez, uh, behind the likes of Kyle Davis, who you might remember. Well, at one time was the number one receiver in the country. I took Auburn, so much heat right? for that. Seem- yeah, he's now at FAU. Uh, boy, Amon Richards, who was pretty good. Donnie Corley, who uh, got a kicked race. out of uh, Michigan State. Okay. <laughs> for alleged sexual assault. Yeah, I don't know. what. <laughs> I don't know where we're at in the legal I, process yo, listen, there, Mr. District. He, he took a plea. I saw him at Purdue running routes, and he looked like he was getting – you know, he wasn't – he looked like a high school kid still. You know what I'm saying? It was not impressive. Right. Yeah, I think he lost 
But we had Nikhil Harry ranked number 18th in the country and the number one wide receiver. I think we might have had Demetrius Robertson ahead of him in terms of like being an athlete, but at wide receiver, we yeah, had him had number an 18th, one. 18th followed by nationally. Tyler. Yo, dang. 2000, he only had 13 offers. See, that's back in 2006, though. Uh, 2016, you know, people didn't have all these no. fake offers. Yeah, well, uh, the, the kids from Arizona, like he's from Arizona. Nobody, you know, people. I mean, I'm sure if he wanted offers, he would have called a school and said, "Hey, coach, do I have an offer?" Right, they would have right. said yes. But I mean, he he visited Texas A&M, visited Washington. A lot of these guys in Arizona and in you know Pac-12 country, they essentially have regional recruitments. They don't have national recruitments. Yeah, uh, you're like right. a lot of well, these he had guys. Wisconsin, do I guess that's the furthest east I can see. No, he had Louisville. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, he was a monster. We always loved Nikhil Harry. And uh, like I said, the the godfather himself gets a lot of credit because he was on it. We, I think he might've been like an initial nice. five-star in that class. We liked him so much. Purdue beats Iowa 38 to 36. Uh, Purdue find ways to win without our boy Rondale, who is uh, now becoming yeah, he, the focal He was a little banged up too. He was great. questionable going into the game. Um, <clears throat> but they were just running by uh, Iowa secondary. Um uh, Number seven, what's his name? That's your guy, uh, the two star, right? In his name, right? He he was just toasting those dudes, and um, the the secondary just didn't look good. They all their scores were deep shots almost, you know, and then they were gashing them uh, with multiple running backs. Uh, what's up with Iowa, man? They're supposed to be tough guys. They they didn't bring their lunch pail or whatever they say out there in the Midwest. <laughs> Uh, they were in the game. They could have won. They lose thirty eight to thirty six. Uh, they did. They, I've been impressed with Purdue's defense improving, especially uh, their run defense. They only allowed three point two yards a carry. Iowa couldn't get their run game going. I think if they would have, you know, Nate Stanley viewed as a lot of guys as an NFL draft pick. Uh, you might have heard that during the game five hundred times if you're watching it. So uh, big win for Purdue. They're five and four. I think they can probably get to seven and five and, and be happy. And then as Dave as reported here first by Dave Lackford. Jeff Brom expected to take take the job. That's at just that's so, like not from um, like a guaranteed source. That's just rumors. So no, no you did not hear it here first. You heard a rumor, a speculation at best. Uh, Mississippi State wins forty five to three against Louisiana Tech. A nice win for them. They keep rolling along at number eighteen. I still think probably a little high. They got Alabama next, so it should be a fun game at least uh, for the <laughs> first five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Syracuse beats Wake Forest 41 to 24 in a game. Wake has had this thing where they jump out like 10 to nothing and then somehow get blown out. Have you um, I being watched them jump out to an early lead on Louisville and maintain it for the rest of the game. <laughs> That's the last time I think I watched Wake Forest. They're trying to get bowl eligible. Syracuse, great season. Dino Babers is going to be a hot coaching candidate. Uh, I think we should keep his name in mind, if not for this year and for next year. Auburn comes back. Uh, they they outscore Texas A&M by 14 in the fourth quarter. Crazy to win comeback to right there. And Mike Farrell was like, <laughs> you the godfather. He goes, yeah. uh, what do you call Auburn? Hot trash. Garbage. And then, garbage, um, you know, uh, they get an interception and then they get a touchdown. And, you know, so I'm like, oh, no, Mike, not like this. He never responded. <laughs> He's no fun on, on Twitter. But, yeah. well, I don't know. His boy, Old Takes Exposed, got him. Auburn six and three. And they could still salvage this year. I know their coach, their fan base wants Gus Mel's on fired and he's the worst well, thing he just, ever. He I don't think he gets fired. $75 million uh, man. So, <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I know, but uh, they play Georgia this week, and they got still got Alabama, so they're looking at a seven. They're staring seven and five in the face. But if they can upset Georgia, maybe they go eight and four. They got, of course, they uh, got Liberty. <laughs> I hate, I hate the SEC schedule. Shout out to Eric Green. It. I'm sorry, Liberty alumni play tight end for the Steelers. Greatest Liberty. What's Liberty's mascot? You know. The, the the hottest Flames. flame of all time, Eric Green. Shout out to him. Yeah, th- I mean they're gonna they're, they're gonna do it though because they beat up on each other and it's the SEC and it just means more. You know what? Forty nine conference games like a real conference. Stop stop complaining about this that and the third. Play nine games. The the Big Twelve does it. The Pac twelve does it. The Big Ten does it. Let's get on the yeah, nine game bandwagon, please. You know? No, but wouldn't you like yes, to see another absolutely. real game? I don't want to go see the Liberty Flames go down in flames. Right. Well, guess what? But I'm putting this on the board for you, Dave. Our boy Stephen Calvert, oh. also known as Buckshot, is the quarterback of Liberty. He's the Dave Lackford of recruits. He was like your well, son. I got enough sons. Um, I don't need any more. You would love this kid if you ever got to meet him, and uh, I think he's not going to be afraid to go in there and play against Auburn. I wouldn't be surprised if they put up some points. Uh, NC State smokes Florida State 47-28 to in a game that was always kind of within two touchdowns but was never really in doubt. Uh, James Blackman started for Florida State. Was was Francois hurt? He was in uniform. He's always he was, hurt. Like, dancing he's always around. He's been hurt. He's been playing injured. I think they just wanted to change things up. I don't know what's going on with them. I stopped watching them. There. I, I get one up. Okay. Now, Blackman had a good game statistically through for 421. Seemed like some Mary and Terry. Your boy was just catching deep ball after deep ball. Shout DJ out to Matthews Mike Langston game. for discovering uh, Tamari and Terry. <laughs> yeah. as, as usual, Florida State cannot run the ball at all. Their offensive line stinks. Nothing new there. They had 20 carries for when 24 yards. Transfer? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he would transfer or not. I don't know if he would do that just because, yeah, my guess would be he'll play another year and be like a fourth-round pick and go to the NFL. Why sit out, why sit out a year? Why, why do all that? Unless, unless they've let him transfer to Ole Miss and not have to sit out. Um, NC State, they look good. They're 6-2 and two now. They've had a nice little season. As I mentioned, they lost that game. They're, they're a solid top-20 team. Uh, Boston College beats Virginia Tech 31-21. to Rough season for Virginia Tech. They're 4-4. Four and four. Boston College 7-2. We mentioned they play Clemson. A.J. Dillon is the star. And they got a chance here. They still got a chance. They beat Clemson to have a really special season. But, you know, they were talking about Steve Adazio getting fired at one point. Dumb. I'm so, I'm so tired of, like, September hot seats. Um, the State beats UNLV 48-3. They're number 23, one of the several teams that I'm told is better than UCF by South Dakota uh, State, fake baby. news media. Yeah, South Dakota State, uh, Utah State. Um, it would be interesting. What if, uh, you know, because Fresno State could be like number 15 uh, with all the teams that lost ahead of them. That would be so funny. Jump. I would yes, love I want them to, to jump to UCF then- just to hear your outrage for the next week. <laughs> Uh, Iowa State beats Kansas twenty-seven to three. Big win for Iowa State. That's a little bit of a trap. They're five and three, uh, still ranked in the in the top twenty-five. They should move up nicely with Brock Purdy playing Talking quarterback. Purdy. He looks really good. Talk uh, about a ranking. Look what I did there. No, all right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is so long, hour and 22 minutes. No one is listening to all this. Next week, we we mentioned the games uh, to look forward to. Did I lose them? I think I did. 
um, Clemson, Boston College, Alabama, then plays Mississippi State. Mm, a couple of good ones. You got anything you're um, really looking forward to, Dave? No, I'm, I'm ready to wrap this up, man. <laughs> For real, bro. All right, let's roll. We'll be back with another episode on hopefully on Thursday. Thanks for listening. Leave a review, tell a friend, and uh, we'll be back soon. (laughs) 